0: It's the weekend, so relax and listen to some stories the whole family can enjoy. That's right, it's the Saturday Story Circle, here on the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated G for general audience.
0: And now, Faux Fiction Audio brings you another case from the spiral-bound and sticky note files of Mickey McKinney, Boy Detective... Mickey McKinney, that mini-mystery man, solves the cases that plague the halls of Maple Ridge Middle School with his trusty partner and friend, Sam Hayes. No pet or project too lost, no cafeteria food too mysterious, no case too small when Mickey McKinney is on the job. Good morning, fellow students. I trust you enjoyed your little surprise
2: out on the lawn. It's a shame you couldn't take advantage of a school day outside, but... Teachers will be teachers, right? Allow me to introduce
1: myself. I am...
2: The Brain Master!
3: (laughs) Alright everyone, settle down. Obviously this is someone's idea of a joke. I'm sure the principal will get to the bottom of this in a second.
4: Mick, let's go. PA System's room is this way. We should hurry.
2: No doubt you're wondering my intentions.
4: It's very simple, really. The daily routine of this place is too pedestrian, too mundane. Day in and day out, the
5: same carefully planned on and where's the fun of that? So I devised a series of little jokes to make the day a little more.
6: interesting. One prank from my bag of church every day to keep the on at bay. What is taking so long? Break down that door, immediately!
5: What are you two doing here?
4: Get back to class. I'm dealing with this miscreant personally. As soon as Joe can get the door open. Yeah,
6: we have no need of your help. But,
4: but sir, we were hired... Yeah. An act I am deeply
6: regretting, given today's headline. What part of embarrassed teacher secretly recruits boy detective is undercover to you?
4: This may seem like fun and games to you, children, but I assure you, this is a very serious business. I got a call from the district supervisor ten minutes ago. Someone
2: got a picture of the chairs on the lawn. This institution's reputation is at stake. No, no doubt the head of this is fine school our very own principal Morgan and the staff will do their best to stop me. But I assure you, it's
4: completely pointless. We'll see about that. Can't you open that any faster? Sam, j- just let me borrow a hair clip. If I can pick this lock... Mm. Ah, I got it! Good. Be ready to grab him. Three,
0: two. One!
6: We've got you now, you little verbrecher! You're going to- What? It's a room! It's empty! Where did he go? You see, it takes more than a few
2: teachers and a boy detective to catch the prank master.
7: (laughs) I'm no tech whiz, but looks like a recording was set up connecting to the PA system. Yep, see, there was a timer set to play at 9.30am. Someone could have stepped in and done it in a couple minutes. Then the computer would have played when the time ran out. (sighs) I need a vacation when this is over. Joe, get the police in here. I want to know how this happened, who had access to this room,
4: and where we can find him. I want this culprit caught before he tries anything else. Dr. Schatz, if you let me make a phone call, I have a pretty good idea of who is behind the whole thing. Thanks, Mrs. Harris. You've been a huge help. A.J. didn't come home until ten last night. Apparently he was out with a friend. Could have taken care of the chairs then, and since last night the staff had their annual mixer... The school was completely empty. A good opportunity for mischief. It fits! The Chronicler hasn't had anything interesting to print since that chemistry class fiasco. Suddenly the prank master comes along and, bam! Front page scoop! Hold on, Mr. McKinney. Are you
6: certain he is the culprit behind this? Because... If he is innocent, I would not like to hear complaints that could lose my position at this school.
4: Never been more sure, sir. In fact, I had Sam go get him from class. What? Without consulting me
6: first? But what if...
4: Okay. All right.
6: But we are going to be careful when we talk to him. There are to be no outright accusations at this time. Nothing to make him think we suspect him. Do I make myself clear? Perfectly, sir. Dr.
3: Schatz, sir, uh, if this is about me chasing you for an interview, then I just wanted to- No, it is
6: not, Mr. Harris. Please, take a seat. We actually wanted your input on the recent glut of incidents at our school. I see.
3: Well, I don't know how much help I'll be, and everything I know about the incidents
4: are in the Chronicler. Yeah, that's enough free advertising, AJ. How about we save the posturing and cut to the chase, shall we?
6: Mr. McKinney... I hope you are
4: remembering what we talked about. Don't worry, sir, I got this. We both know you weren't in your house until 10 last night, so where were you?
7: Wait, you wanted me to bring him here to ask about that?
3: I was at the movies last night. What, is that a crime? Out at the movies, right. Your mom said you were with a friend. Okay, you questioned my mom about this?
7: Mick, can I talk to you for a second, privately?
4: Likewise, Mr. McKinney. No time to beat around the bush, sir. So, where were you, AJ? At the movies or with a friend? At the movies with a friend. Not that it's any of your business. Mick! Not now, Sam. I'm on a roll. You sure you weren't doing a little feng shui instead? A little exterior decorating out on the school lawn last night? Mr. McKinney!
3: I thought we agreed on subtlety! So this is an interrogation? What happened to innocent
4: until proven guilty? Well, when guilt is written all over your face, I don't have to. Weren't you listening? I wasn't even near the school last night. I was out at the movies- Yes, yes, with a friend, I know. Mr. McKinney, please wait outside! The problem is, I don't really believe you. As far as I can see, you're the only one that has benefited from these school incidents. Readership for the Chronicler has shot up 80% since the Prankmaster attack started. Any mention of the paper being closed down at the end of the semester is only a memory. You can ride this gravy train all the way to graduation. And maybe even turn it over to someone else when you leave. That's a heck of a legacy for someone still in jeans and sneakers. Mickey! What? What? What do you want? What is so important that you need to interrupt me when I'm this close to making him confess?
7: AJ couldn't have put the chairs out on the lawn last night because... Last night, he was at the movies. With me.
4: Sam! Hey, hey Sam! Wait up! Come, come on, can you at least slow down a bit? You got at least two extra feet of leg compared to me. Look, I know you're mad, but how was I supposed to know you were out with AJ?
7: Maybe if you had told me the plan beforehand, I wouldn't have had to embarrass myself in front of everyone.
4: Oh right, like this is my fault. How was I supposed to know he would be interested in someone like you? And what do you mean by that? Uh, I don't know. You don't seem like his type, that's all. And what is his type, Mickey? I don't know, but look, you you just can't hang out with all alright? Why not? Because... well, because he's still the prime suspect. He's distorting your perception of the case, so you're unimpartial. You're becoming partial, and... And that's not allowed.
7: He has an alibi.
4: He was with me. Or maybe he had someone else on the job and the whole date was just him using you.
7: Wow. Is it really so hard for you to accept that someone could actually like me without there being a scheme? Sam, think about it for a second. No, you think for a second. Did you ever think that you might be the partial one, Mick? You're so sure that AJ's the prank master, you can't even consider that maybe, just maybe, you're wrong. And you're focused on him because everyone likes him and you're just the short, weird kid who doesn't know how to be normal. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that.
4: No? I think you did. Mick. No, it's fine. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. I mean, you must say I like AJ a lot if you'll throw away your friends because you're too stupid to see what's right in front of your face!
7: Okay, I was going to say I was sorry again, but now I don't think I will.
4: Good! Because I don't want it anyway. Good! Fine! Sam?
7: What?
3: Oh, sorry, am I interrupting something? Yes! No. Oh, okay. Um. Then is it possible you're free for lunch? I wanted to make up
4: for the embarrassment earlier. She's busy. Get lost.
7: Lunch sounds great.
4: Wait, you're leaving with him?
7: Yeah, I am. Come on, AJ. I think I'm hungry enough to eat everything. Well, except custard. We should probably stay away from it.
4: Why?
3: What's in it?
7: Trust me, you don't want to know.
3: Sam?
5: Well, well, if it isn't Mickey McKinney, boy detective.
4: Sidney West, to what do I owe the pleasure of you sitting in my office? And in my chair?
5: A little bird told me that you had a fight with a certain chronicler reporter. Is that so? Something about you accusing him for the
4: prank master incidents? That happened barely an hour ago. Your bird must have gotten up very early to get that worm. Who's your source?
5: Ah, uh, ah, uh, that's my little secret. But thank you for confirming my information. Oh, don't try and hide it. It's written all over your little face.
4: What do you want, Sidney?
5: Look, sugar, you don't have the reputation for accusing suspects willy-nilly, which means you had a clue or two under that cute little hat, and I'm just a mite curious to find out what it was. And if it helps to get rid of a certain reporter who is always in my way, I wouldn't mind sharing it for you.
4: Sorry, Sydney, but I'm not going to make this situation worse by spreading gossip.
5: Well, if you're sure, I'll just be off then. By the way, where can I find you next time I come around? What do you mean? Oh, Well... If I know A.J., he's bound to use that paper of his to express his outrage over the incident. Not to mention your client isn't going to be too happy. Remind me, isn't he on the school board? Well, between the two of them, I would be surprised if you get a decent client between now and when you graduate high school. Of course... You give me what you have, I'd be happy to do what I can with my broadcast to keep you from looking completely like the villain. Though, if you still want to be a gentleman and take the high road, I completely understand. See you around, mystery man.
4: Wait, wait, wait. (sighs) Actually, there are a few things I could add to your broadcast.
5: Well, I must say, that is a sizzler of a story, Sugar Pie. So, to recap, you believe that all the crimes committed by this prank master are actually on the newspaper staff? That's one of my theories, yes. Now, I heard that you have been hired by Dr. Schatz to solve this case. Does that mean the faculty has given up on catching this clever culprit?
4: Well, no. They're searching too, but... I was just supposed to.
5: Open up unmittelbar! Well, listeners, it looks like Dr. Schatz is here to give a statement. Welcome, Doctor. T- Nein, no comment. You come next! Well, that certainly was exciting, wouldn't you say, listeners? But that's what happens when you listen to Sydney West bringing you news that's the best.
4: What do you mean I'm off the case? I hired you to look discreetly into the biolab
6: incident. Given your interrogation of Mr. Harris, I question if you know what that word means. Not to mention, you were not hired to look into that prank at all!
4: Sir, it's my belief that these incidents are all linked to the person calling himself the prank master. If I can pin him for one, I can get him for everything. He's arrogant, ambitious, and obsessed with creating as much chaos as possible. Sooner or later, he'll- Zum Schweigen ringen!
6: I have made enough mistakes already. The first was believing that a child could handle anything that was my responsibility. The second was allowing you to continue to create chaos. You will not investigate further.
4: But that's not fair.
6: What you believe is fair or unfair is not my concern. I have allowed you to smudge my reputation too much. In fact, the situation has become worse under your meddling. In order to catch this culprit, it needs to be hunted by the proper authorities here at the school. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to get ready for class. Close the door on the way out. The
4: name's McKinney. Mickey McKinney. Simone de Beauvoir said, In the face of an obstacle which is impossible to overcome, stubbornness is stupid. It is at times like this that a private detective has to do a bit of introspection, look up at the bare bulb hanging from the ceiling and wonder, should I have gone through door A instead of door B? And if I had, where would I be now? Was it stubbornness that kept me chasing clues round and round despite the obstacles and roadblocks and stop signs in my way? Or was it stupidity? I was off the case. Sam's chair, where she usually sat while we waited for clients, was empty.
7: Did you ever think that you might be the partial one, Mick? You're so sure that AJ's the prankmaster, you can't even consider that maybe, just maybe, you're wrong, and you're focused on him because everyone likes him and you're just a short, weird kid who doesn't know how to be normal!
4: In a way, she was right, wasn't she? I mean... Who is I to wear this hat and do chores for extra sweets if I lost my friends in the process? I have
6: made enough mistakes already. The first was believing that a child could handle anything that was my responsibility. The second was allowing you to continue to create chaos.
4: Was he right too? I had thought that I was helping, making the school a better place to be. But was I actually just making everyone else's lives worse? Looking around the tiny room again, taking in the mops, the disinfectant, the hundreds of cobwebs with new eyes, I had to wonder, was it even worth it? Maybe, just maybe it was time to give up the good fight. To hang up my hat while I still could. you got something to report? Talk to
3: Cindy. We're in a bit of a... Mickey? Is that you? I almost didn't recognize you without
4: your hat. Yeah, well, it's a little weird for me, too. Listen... I wanted to talk to you for a second and just say, McKinney makes McBlunder? Oh, come on. Is that even necessary? This is coming from the guy who pretty much accused me and my entire
3: newspaper staff of the pranks on the school radio yesterday. Right. Yes. That's actually what
4: I wanted to talk to you about. Okay, everyone. Two minutes to the deadline. Let's hustle.
7: Mickey? What are you doing here? And where's your hat?
4: Oh, uh, hey, Sam. I thought I'd try a look that was a little more normal. So, what are you doing here?
7: AJ gave me a spot on the chronicle. Since I've had so much experience investigating things at the school, he said I'd make a natural reporter. I'm guessing you're following a new lead on the case?
4: Actually, I got fired. I'm just here to apologize to AJ and... and you, since you're here, and say that you were right. I shouldn't have said those mean things to you. I just wanted AJ to be the prank master so much that I didn't see I could be wrong.
7: Well, that's a start.
4: I'm not done. I've decided to give up detecting for good. I'm giving Joe his key back after school, so if there's anything you need from our old office, I'd get it out before the end of the day.
7: Mickey, you don't have to give up detecting. Look, Kyle in my science class said he will pay two giant Hershey bars if you find out the recipe for Thursday's coffee cake, and Sadie Jones says her cat is still missing.
4: No, I'm not going back to investigating alone. You should look into it, though. It might make a good story for the paper.
7: <laughs>
4: Foolish children! Did you think your precious key paper was exempt from my pranks? The computers! They're,
3: they're shutting down! Luke, do something!
1: Everything is down. The prank master crashed our computers!
3: Tell me, someone managed to get their story on the site beforehand?
1: Sorry, AJ. I don't think so. No. <laughs>
7: DJ, dude, can you hear me?
1: I think he's in shock. Someone get the blanket No,
3: no, I'm I'm fine, really. Just give me a second. We need we need to get the paper out there to tell everyone what happened.
7: That's gonna be tough. Our computers are out, and so is the website.
3: That prank master thinks he can stop us by shutting down the website. <laughs> a site that took two weeks to design? No. He's gonna find out that you can't stop the press with a simple virus. You can't stop creativity and free expression with the press of a button. (laughs) We will get our news out even if we have to resort to writing everything by hand and passing out hard copies.
7: Whoa, we're really going old school.
3: Cindy, Brittany, you're our neatest writers. I'll draft out an editorial and you'll have to make a legible copy.
7: Got it, boss.
3: Harry, you're reassigned to drawing the cartoons. Sketch something that really catches the eye. Luke! Once they're done, take everything over to the main office Xerox machine. Make as many copies as you can, and everyone will help with the distribution. Come on, everyone. Are you with me?
7: (laughs) Wow. AJ's really good under pressure.
4: What? Thinking on his feet?
7: You know, he was the one who founded the Chronicler, but they've been working together for the last three years. They're kind of like a family. I remember he said once he'd do anything to keep them together. Mick.
3: That's it. Sam,
4: I need your help copying these stories.
7: Uh... Just a second!
4: No, it's fine. I should be going anyway. You're busy. Sam, I really need your
7: help. Just... give me two minutes. No, come here, McQuitter. You're coming with me.
2: I have to say, it's a little weird seeing him without a
7: hat. I know. I keep expecting there to be a bald spot or a third eye on the back of his head. Do I really have to sit out here in the hall?
2: Oh no, I'm not taking any chances! Hat or no hat, you still destroyed my project!
7: We have to do something about him, Burners. He said he's giving up detecting. Look, I found his bubble pipe in the trash. Good! I could use the extra time for other projects! And I thought you quit detecting to join the newspaper. I did, I was. But I thought of something AJ said about keeping his newspaper together, and I've just. I've just got a weird feeling that Mickey might have been right.
2: Um. Have you tried the obvious? Uh, hey, Mick! Sam thinks you're right now. Uh, why don't you go put on your hat and uh, hunt for clues?
4: No, thanks. I'm retired. I'm actually thinking of trying out for the school musical. I hear they're doing Pippin.
7: I don't know about you, but I do not want to see him in a leotard. We need to solve this case so we can get the old Mickey back.
2: Yeah... I think Mickey 2.0 is a lot more annoying, to be honest. So, did you get anything else off those web cameras? Funny you should ask. I tried to take another look at the footage, but someone swiped the memory card. Luckily, I downloaded some of the footage beforehand,
7: and I got some blurry pictures. You can check them out, but that's all I got. Sounds like someone was trying to erase evidence, just like with the computer crash today. Computer crash? What computer crash? The prank master... I mean, AJ, or someone on the staff, uploaded a virus to the computers in the newspaper room. There was an eerie laugh, kind of like on the loudspeaker, and then everything just shut down. It seems a little weird that they would sabotage themselves, though, right? Well, maybe they didn't do it then. No, they're the only ones who would benefit from all of this. Okay, so they did do it? But why crash their own website, then? It makes no sense. Ah!
2: Make up your mind already! Did they do it or not? I don't know. I need more proof. Uh, Well, fine, then. You go get more dirt in our suspects, and, um, I'll check out the computers. Might take some time, though. I've got some projects that need to be done first.
4: (laughs) Four! (laughs) Oh, (laughs) sorry. I'm also practicing for the basketball team.
7: You might want to check on those computers sooner than later. Ha, yeah. I'll get on that. (laughs) Hey guys, sorry I'm late. Sam,
3: nice that you could join us. Did you get the scoop on the cafeteria ice cream? Ha!
7: Scoop! Nice one, AJ. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, it's one of the least mysterious items on the menu. They just mix it with the frozen yogurt. Well,
3: in that case, I think I'll grab a bowl. Be right
7: back. Sammy, you have such pretty nails. Do you get regular manicures? Uh, no. It's just natural. (laughs) Oh, well, you should totally get one with us at some point.
1: Cindy and I have parties once a week where we do manicures and talk all night. Yeah, you should come, Sam. Now that you're one of the team, this
7: week we're doing scrapbooking. Really? What did you do last week? tie dyeing It was so much fun! I made a whole matching outfit. Tie-dying, huh? Would you excuse me a second? Burners, I think I got something.
2: Me too. You know that computer crash?
7: Yeah, what about it?
2: Not a crash. Someone just created a shutdown shortcut on the desktop that activates when you click a certain folder. It's also connected to an audio file with some evil laughter like you said. Only thing is, the shutdown has to be done individually on each computer.
7: AJ was shouting something about two minutes to deadline. I thought he was just trying to get rid of Mickey, but it must have been the signal for everyone to activate the shutdown on their computer. So they're definitely all in on this. Bingo. I'd better get out of here before someone notices me sneaking around. Oh, oh wait. I found out that Brittany and Cindy had a tie-dye party recently. Would that dye match the kind we found in the pool? Mm, absolutely! In fact, oh, someone's coming! I gotta hide!
3: So it's true? That detective guy is quitting? That's what I've heard. I should've known sooner. We wouldn't have had to fake the computer crash. I've actually got writer's cramp getting everything down by hand.
7: (laughs) it's probably for the best. I mean, I think some people were a little suspicious and this will help prove we weren't behind everything.
3: Agreed. And if Sam saw anything, she might take it back to Mickey.
7: Just two more pranks, right?
3: Right. And that's it. You can pretend you cleaned out the virus somehow and put the website back up. And then this will all be behind us.
7: I'll see you after class, Chief.
2: (laughs) They're gone. Did you hear all that? Yeah.
7: I recorded it. We can just take it to Principal Morgan and close the case. No. We want Mickey back. He needs to close the case. We just need to find a way to... Burners, I've got an idea. Get Mickey to his office in ten minutes. I've got a call to make. Hi
2: everyone, Ruby Fink here of Faux Fiction Audio. If you're listening and wondering what happened, yes, I left you at a cliffhanger. There was no way to fit such a fun story into one episode, so you're just going to have to wait until next week to hear the rest. In the meantime, some of you were asking about a possible blooper reel at the end of the episode, so I put this together just for you. I hope that you enjoy this as much as I did making it, and forgive me for leaving you hanging for another week or so. Enjoy! Sorry.
7: Uh. He's yawning. I'm sorry. Mickey,
4: wake up. I talking to you. Sam.
7: <clears throat> this is
1: Lindsay, recording for Cindy in this Murphy's Law universe.
0: Mrs. Lewis, take two. And... I'm going to have to warm up and roll myself into this. Corey McCary recording Loop for Confessions and Conclusions.
4: Shut up, Brandon. (laughs) Was it stubbornness that kept me chasing clues round and round despite the obstacles and roadblocks that stopped? Dang it. Was it stubborn? Was it stubbornness that kept me chasing clues round and round despite the obstacles and roadblocks and stop signs in my way?
7: Oh no. Oh my god. I'm dating a sociopath. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Oh jeez.
4: Oh jeez. Oh gosh. He's arrogant, ambitious, and obsessed with creating as much chaos as possible. Sooner or later <sighs> Ladle. Ladle.
1: <clears throat> See you ladle.
4: Sooner or later he'll have to make a mistake.
1: I think he's in shock. Someone get a blanket. I think he's in shock. Oh, shoot. Hang on. Gotta deal with this cat. Yeah!
4: trapped. Apparently he was out with a friend. Could have taken care... Let me do that.
2: If you're listening and wondering what happened, yes, I left you at a cliffhanger. There's no way to fit such a fun short... Ah. If you're listening and wondering what happened, yes, I left you at a cliffhanger. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you know that computer crash?
7: Yeah, what about it? Not a crash. Someone just created a shutdown sort shortcut. Well, darn. He we had a tie dye party recently. Would that? T- <clears throat> <clears throat> no.
3: <laughs> and for a bit more of a brief one. No. And for one that sounds more like Anakin,
0: I'm not sorry. Episode 10, Mickey McKinney, Differences and Divisions, Part 2, was written and directed by Ruby Fink, with music by Leon Biscara. Faux Family Cast includes the voices of Lucas Guerrero as Mickey McKinney, Violet Fink as Sam Hayes Leanne Labra as Berners Hannah Edelson as Sydney CJ Longhammer as Dr. Schatz Brandon Slack as AJ Harris Lindsay Werner as Cindy Shayna Hammer as Brittany Corey McCary as Luke and me, Zach Johnson, as your announcer This recording, characters, and the situations within are property of their author and creator and protected by copyright. So until the next time, Faux Fiction Audio says goodbye. This is Jack Ward from the Mutual Audio Network, and from all of us here, the entire United Artists of Audio,
4: I want to thank everyone who has supported us.
0: Listeners and producers, writers
2: and actors, musicians and graphic artists who make audio drama
4: and audio fiction. You inspire us all. And thanks for making
0: a home here on Mutual, where we listen and imagine together.